Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Nara Venditti, Ph.D., who is founder and CEO of Succeed in America. Today we will discuss marketing to Hispanics through educational resources. Succeed in America is a consulting firm that helps individuals and organizations with workplace-based communication, including English language skills, employability, and cultural understanding. During her career, Nara has worked as an educator and in-house international assignment consultant. The author of 65 published works, she's a third-generation educator and the recipient of the State of Connecticut official citation for her dedication to making a difference in the community. Her recent books are How to Get a Job in the USA and Amerispeak. Through her 25-year career, she has worked with adult learners in the academic and business environments. She's an adjunct lecturer at Western Connecticut State University and most recently at the Yale University Summer Business School. She writes a column in Tribuna, S Business Magazine, which is the magazine of the Association for Service Management International, and Mobility, a magazine for domestic and international relocation. She hosts Community Forum, a local public television program. In 2005, she was honored by the Connecticut Refugee and Immigrant Coalition. Nara, we're thrilled to have you. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Elena, for having me here. I am really excited about this opportunity uh, to talk about, uh, you know, my target market and a huge segment of it, uh, Hispanic. You've been working for a long time, of course, as an educator and most recently with immigrants from all over the world, I imagine. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I'm an educated speaker and author of over 60 publications. And this coming November, it will be 16 years, 16 years since I immigrated to the U.S. And in my home country, I was the professor in the field and a published author at that time as well. I had under my belt uh, quite a number of publications. But, Elena, you have to understand that money didn't make much difference over there because people uh, in the former Soviet Union, for the most part, middle class, had similar amounts of money. That's why advanced degree was like having a million dollars here. But there is a huge difference of being a professor over there and over here because it's a very, very different culture. So over there, the people that were most revered were the people with education. And the Ph.D., a doctorate in my field, was very rare. And I was kind of like on the top of a social pile or social heap, so to speak. Now, when I arrived here, I had to start everything from scratch. And because, you know, having the degree over there was like to be on the top of the social pyramid, but here, I had to crawl from the bottom to the top because of the lack of knowledge of the customs, the business etiquette, how to look for employment, what are immigration issues. And by crawling, I was able to understand how from the bottom in this country you can get to the top. Because, you know, the United States is a country of opportunity, but how to get to the opportunity, that's a big task. So from the bottom, 
I had to crawl to the top. And in the meantime, I learned a lot of things, incredible amount of things. And I came up with the idea of resources, seminars, and books to help others not to waste valuable time. So this is how my business, Succeed in America, came about. And this experience that you describe, I imagine, must be similar to what many other immigrants from around the world experience when they arrive in a new country, and of course, in our case, when they arrive in the United States. Oh, yes. So, so when I arrived here in 1990, although I had a doctorate, I had publications, and I was quite a sophisticated person, from, but from the point of view of my culture. But I soon discovered that being a professional over here is very different from being a professional from where I come from. And I had a great need for information. And I won't go into details, but, you know, whatever country immigrants are coming from, they have to understand how things work in this country. And to be able to compare with their home culture and customs, and practices, but everybody comes from the different different places and different base culture, but what we need to learn to be successful, how things work in this country. What was your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome it? Well, when I came here, I, I had no place to turn to. I had no any source of information that would explain me the things how things work in this country from my standpoint, from where I come from. There was nowhere to turn, basically. There was no small resource explaining, you know, in your country, this is what's this way, but this is what's important in America. So one of the challenges I had was actually something which I was not aware of because I did not know what I did not know. And that's what, what, what keeps us back, you know. That's, what, uh, that's a big obstacle because we are not aware of our own shortcomings because we view the world from the standpoint of our home culture. So that was one uh, big barrier. Once I overcame this barrier, then I realized my language is not up to par. I did have working knowledge of English, but it was not the English which was important to succeed in this country. For instance, I had a vast vocabulary. I could maybe read Shakespeare in the original, but employers are not interested in those qualities I had. Well, the fact that I could read Shakespeare or any other book in the original didn't help me to become a, big, a good employee. Uh, you know, what I needed to know is how to read memos, how to reduce my accent so people could understand me, how to communicate uh, in business. And how did you do these things? Well, again, I went through the process. First, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I see, and I saw faces of the people when they interacted with me, how they, like they say in America, their eyes glazed over. But I didn't realize that, you know, that's because I did not express myself clearly. Then, you know, being an educator and researcher, and a researcher I started asking myself a lot of questions. Why? What it takes to succeed in this country? How important communication is? Where I come from, 
verbal culture. Here in the United States, if you cannot articulate your accomplishments, Americans may assume that you don't have any. And say, if we compare with Hispanic culture, you know, what's important um, in other parts of the world is to be humble. If you talk about your accomplishments, you're boasting, but that's not the way in America. So, and these are the things we, which kept you back. And then I watched people who are successful. And I talked and I read. And, you know, the uh, revelation came very gradually because I was busy trying to establish myself to put bread on the table, to take care of my family. But little by little, I learned that. And actually, working in international businesses, uh, say international relocation, with different, um, with the people who are very intellectual. Actually, my first revelation was once I was on, on the phone with a doctor from Spain, I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was very frustrated. But he was um, hired for a Fortune uh, uh, 500 company, which means that he didn't have an intellect. He was very smart, but the way he came across, it didn't, it didn't sound that way. And then it kind of dawned on me, you know, the same way I perceive this gentleman, I am being perceived, perceived the same way. So I started digging deeper. You know, I noticed that those who are successful in this country, they have excellent communication skills. So I started reading about what does it take to become, become a good communicator in this country. And I remember one day, and it was actually almost right after I spoke with this gentleman over the phone, and I went to the nearest Barnes & Noble, and I picked up a book on communication. I don't remember the author, but I read, I, I, I leaped through the book, and then I thought, well, this is all good, but, you know, reading about it and understanding it is one thing, but how am I going to practice? Who is going to listen to me? And then at the end of the book, there was um, the author mentioned about Toastmasters International. It's actual organization which helps people to become better communicators and leadership. Sure. And I joined the Toastmasters Club. And this was a, a turning point, actually, in my career. It's a long story to tell uh, everything in detail, but this is one. This was actually probably one. It, it, it maybe even happened in one day, you know, understanding, reading about this, and then making uh, steps, proactive steps to improve myself. So if I understand correctly, Nara, one of the first realizations or one of the first things for immigrants and perhaps not only immigrants to become aware of is the importance of perception and the ability for professionals who want to succeed to be good communicators. Yes, that's correct. What, if any, special issues have you noticed when working with Hispanic and Hispanic immigrants? Well, well, Hispanics are, of course, a big part of my market and my audience and my students, on one hand. On the other hand, I think it's not as big as it should be because, you know, I looked at the numbers recently. Of course, you know, you cannot talk about Hispanics as being a homogeneous group because, you know, Latin America, say, for example, I mean, it's a big continent. And there are different cultures and values, but there are a few things in common. 
that Hispanics have. And I would imagine this term Hispanics was uh, invented or in this country. I mean, here Hispanics are Hispanics, but in reality, there are Argentinians, Mexicans, Guatemalans, etc. You know, there are so many countries. But what they have in common, of course, language. That's a powerful, common feature. Although, if we dig deeper, language is, could be different, and there could be some confusions, you know, in, in marketing and some blunders, which, you know, they, they could be. Second thing, Hispanics are eager for education. They are very loyal. And because they are loyal, you know, referrals. They, they do a lot of referrals, and I found that especially, say, in real estate uh, industry. Then another thing, what they do is Hispanics express gratitude very warmly. they kind of warm and fuzzy, and it's a pleasure to work with Hispanics and people from Latin America. I got emails uh, from all over the world, and, you know, the way they express themselves. For example, Nara, I attended your seminar two months ago. I read your book, and I got the job. God bless you. I mean, when you hear this this kind of testimonial, you know, you get even more excited. So this warmth is uh, something which, which is very characteristic of the, of the Hispanic market. How, if in any way, does this affect their ability to integrate themselves into the mainstream markets and to reach out in marketing programs? Well, you, you know, when, when we market to any group, to any population, I think the most important thing is to look at values and incorporate values in any marketing message. What I've found, and as a foreigner, you know, my reaction is very similar. I'm Armenian, but in many ways, my culture, there, there are a lot of similarities to Hispanic culture. For example, you know, the, the most important value is the family value. And when, um, for example, I, I've, uh, I watched uh, a commercial the other day about milk. You know, in American commercials, it was a very clever one. In American commercials, we would see celebrities, somebody were, were recognized in Hispanic, people sitting around the table, the one which, which is geared for Hispanic, and they have milk, you know, like, uh, like a whiskers, but it's the family. Um, another thing, you know, to get to the younger generation is probably a very good idea to get through the older generation because once they understand the value of education, they understand, you know, they will, they will probably buy the books they have, they will encourage uh, their children to get education or go through training. Now, language when 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 we write something you know some marketing materials in uh, 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 you know first thing we have to think is what language should it be spanish or should it be english of course because hispanic market is very uh segmented we have to know who is our target audience english versus spanish we need to determine how acculturated uh the target audience is uh, in my case you know, I deal, for example, with the young or middle-aged professionals who 
want to be acculturated or maybe partially acculturated. So English is the way to go. But on the other hand, building relationships in, relationships in any market is a cornerstone of marketing. For Hispanic markets, that's even more so, relationship, relationship, and relationships. So, for, for example, in my book, AmeriSpeak, which, is, uh, which covers most important words you need to know to communicate effectively in American English, I have USA in many languages on the cover. And in Spanish, it's very prominent because many Hispanics identify themselves as Hispanics on one hand, on the other hand, as, as Americans. But when you have something in your native language, it makes a great impact. The same works for me. If I see something in Armenian, it kind of uh, it's a very good uh, relationship builder. I call these um, words lingua clicks. For example, learn how to say hello, goodbye in certain languages. Thank you is very important. So these are the way of um, these are some marketing tips. Now, as far as the community organizations are concerned, for example, banks, they do uh, they do maintain very often regular contact with the with the community. They they would write in ethnic press. Uh, they will uh, go uh, participate in nonprofits. Another good way to uh, market uh, their services, for example, is provide educational resources because people who don't know the ways and understand that by learning they will be more successful, they will appreciate that. And for instance, um, local bank quoted quite a number of my of my books so that they could distribute that to the customers. By this. They, on one hand, uh, they show that they care, and to paraphrase uh, Jack Canfield, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, it's not important for them how much you know, but it's important that you care, and caring important is for anyone, and it's important for building relationships. On the other hand, they get in front of their customers providing a book which has a long-lasting value. I have seen big companies to do the same thing, marketing by education. For example, um, take Singular. It's an um, uh, AT&T branch of cell phones, as you may know, and LG. They created a small booklet, which is called Speak for Yourself. And it teaches to use telephone English uh, for adults who speak English as a second language. It's actually a very good educational material. Craft food, for example, um, food and family. Again, ESL student workbook. My other book, How to Get a Job in the USA, teaches immigrants and Hispanics uh, how to get a job in this country. Because, you know, getting a job is probably the best inve investment we can do because the return on, return on investment is so high, nothing in the stock market could equal to that. So. And this is, you know, by building relationship, by providing education, by showing that you care, this is how you market. Again, marketees, which is typical for American mainstream, Americans accept it all right. I mean, foreigners don't. We get kind of suspicious about it. I mean, it's too good to be true. But little by little, step by step, you know, maintaining contact, showing that you care, 
And um, one vehicle which I found very uh, effective in my kind of business, and that's geared, again, uh, towards professionals, is a newsletter. Newsletter, not only marketing my services and my books, which is there somewhere, not very prominent, but providing information and content that people can take and use. For example, my current newsletter has part one, negotiating your job salary. I mean, these are little tips which people don't think about when they do for a job, you know, go for an interview or something, but they're very important. Just using the right phrases, you know, positioning you in the right way, you can gain hundreds or even thousands of dollars. Uh, so uh, this is about some marketing chan channels and tips. I hope I answered your question. Absolutely, and then some. Nara, you mentioned building relationships as a corner store, building relationships as a cornerstone of marketing to Hispanics. Can you expand on that? I know that you talked about using a newsletter and the importance of relationships in the Hispanic community. Can you build on that discussion a little bit? Yeah, well, again, relationship, relationships, and relationships in any business. It's an interpersonal communication. We build trust, but build a relationship. We build trust, and then people come to you, be it in your friendship, in your family, or be it in business. And I think in business, it can be especially rewarding, especially if, if, if your livelihood is separate. But you have to understand, Elena, you know, different cultures build relationships in different ways. Even when we talk about, for example, let's take Hispanics. Let's take Mexicans. You know, Mexicans in the United States would be a little bit different from Mexicans in the home country once they are culturated, especially second generation, for example. Like in the United States, we have this going phrase, let's, let's go out and I'll buy you a drink. It's normal, right? And acculturating Hispanics may understand it to a degree, not necessarily. But if you say that to a Mexican newly from Mexico, it's very insulting. I found it very insulting for me, too, when people would say that, so I cannot buy my drink. Because in my country, if you're somebody's guest, you're not saying you're buying a drink, but talking about a few dollars. So this is a little uh, way of, you know, how you can build relationships, knowing what is important in that country and, uh, you know, not to, because there's a very short distance before, uh, between offending people and uh, building relationships. There's another, one more example. I was, uh, I'm working on an article with uh, one of an associate of mine who is insurance, is insurance business. And what he has found that people, say, from Northern Europe are not very open to life insurance. And it's probably, I'm, I'm, I'm almost confident, it comes from value. Say, life insurance is protecting your family. Now, family values are not so important in some countries. They are important everywhere, but not to a degree. There is many immigrants, including Hispanics, buy life insurance as much as Americans do. And again, it has to do with the value in homeland because Hispanic backgrounds align with family, relationships, all those things. What is the first 
step that you take in your business when you are marketing to Hispanics specifically in the relationship building process? How do you first approach this process? Could you repeat the first part of your question again? Sure. What's the first step? What is the first thing that you do when you're trying to reach out to Hispanics? Well, it depends. You know, face-to-face or electronically. Of course, face-to-face is completely different matter. We people, and especially Hispanics, you know, we prefer faces to faxes and emails. But it's not always possible. Well, let's talk about Hispanics. You know, smiling. Showing that you care, asking them questions, what they want, what they need. And then talking about, say, mentioning the friends you have, maybe people you know in common or the friends you have, not necessarily the people your audience knows, but from that part of the world, you know, finding something in common. Kind of trying to build common ground. That's one thing. Another thing trying to reach my um, audience, you know, my students, my customers, my friends, actually, which, you know, I I look at my customers like my friends, and I'm very, you know, helping is is very, very important. But trying to reach them in the environment they can identify with. For instance, if there is a fundraiser uh, in Hispanic Center, I would go and I would talk because, you know, I'm very interested in cultures of the world. I'm very interested how people build the relationship, how how they understand each other, but showing that you care because when you're dealing with people who are very warm and who are open-hearted and hospitable, if you're not that way, no way you can build a relationship. If you had to distill your learnings in three tips, what would you say to recent immigrants, first of all? What three suggestions would you give to recent Hispanic immigrants who want to succeed in America, as your book says? Well, first of all, never give up. Never give up. One thing, then be optimistic. You know, the optimism, the being positive is the very important value of American society, and it works. And I tell you, we immigrants help this society. No matter what, we did help this society to be what it is, you know. Americans have this unstoppable energy. They never give up. But it's also because of the spirit of the first immigrants. So Hispanics are a new wave, relatively. But be positive. Never give up. Learn. Because I believe that education is the way to success. If you're not educated, you don't know what you don't know. That's number three. Number four, build network. Build your network before you need them. Enjoy being with people. Help people, and you will be helped. And this is one big advice to um, Hispanic professionals who succeeded, you know, mentors. Mentor younger people, mentor people who are new to this country. And, you know, you will see how it enriches your own life. And there is a very good saying my dad used to say that the best way to learn is to teach. So be positive, mentor, learn, and build those relationships. 
build ne network, never give up. We have four tips. We have a bonus tip to, to recap that is never give up, mm -hmm. be positive, learn, and build networks. Exactly. And help others by building networks. Okay. You know, it's kind of interconnected. Now, going back to your comments earlier about marketing and reaching Hispanics for business purposes, what three tips would you share with marketers and communicators who want to reach this very valuable market, or more accurately, markets, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, well, that's a very interesting question. And, you know, many uh, business professionals or people who want to get into business come to me and say, Nara, me and my husband, we want to open a business. Well, we speak English, but it's not the best way to speak, maybe. But what we want to learn, you know, how to, sometimes they don't find the words and I help them, how to come across as professionals, how to communicate to your customers, how to maybe market your business to mainstream, not only to Hispanics, because, of course, you know, you may start with your own ethnic group, but mainstream, that's where opportunity is, the mainstream America. For example, take my... Um, my town. I live in Danbury. It's a very diverse, it's a wonderful city, uh, relatively small, uh, 75,000 people. And we have Hispanics. Recently, we um, a new restaurant was opened uh, down, downtown. And I won't tell from which country it is, but it was a wonderful place. Uh, my friend and I we went there, it was at night, you know, American restaurants sometimes at night thinking about closing down, but because this is a Hispanic place, you know, the action just started at nine. There was music, there was uh, artwork, you know, just original artwork on the walls, very ethnic, beautiful. The food was excellent. You know, there was the fish, and it was quite, you know, not so costly. Uh, probably in a mainstream restaurant, you would pay twice for the fish you had in your, you know, plate. So my friend was not that hungry, so she ate part of her food. And then the, the rest we wanted to take to as a doggy bag, which is hard. It's kind of funny for foreigners because for us, it's, again, it's talking about insulting or the wrong things to do. You know, foreigners, even if they, they come from the hungry, the hungry country, you know, to take food home from restaurant if you didn't finish, it's kind of, it's, it's not a classy thing to do. So, but she was American and she wanted her fish to, she was, you know, to eat next day and it would be a waste to just uh, get rid of it, so to speak. But the waitress, although she spoke some English, and she misunderstood what this lady wanted. And when they're leaving, so my, we were leaving, the, uh, my friend kind of lingering, where's my food? It turned out it was in the garbage. She was so upset. You know, sometimes we don't remember what was said, but how it made us feel. She understood that, you know, it's culturally determined, that they didn't do it on purpose, but the negative feelings were there. She didn't want to go back to that restaurant because she was looking forward to her fish next day, and it was gone because from cultural perspective, for Americans, it's a normal thing. Of course. But, and that's what the, you know, Hispanic business needs to understand. Do business the way Americans do. Learn the target market. Because competition is fierce, and this is how you can make yourself competitive. Another thing, how to do 
business etiquette. What is the business etiquette, American style, how to do lunch? So tip number one and tip number two and tip number three, learn business etiquette. Learn the American way. And that's, that's when you will be successful. And uh, don't give up again. Learn about the target market. Mm-hmm. Learn the business etiquette and don't give up. And don't give up. And uh, one more thing, you know, well, target market also processes are very complicated in this country, especially if you don't know what they are. I'm sorry, what was that? Processes. Processes. Say how to get a job. It's a process. It may be different. It, it is different from many other countries. But once you learn the processes, you will be very successful. And, of course, another thing is to, to tap into the resources which are available. Say, score. You know, that's the organization, a non-profit organization, and they help people to start business. You know, know that it's available but also have expectations uh, because when the organizations are run by volunteers, you never know what, what you get, those kind of things. Any advice to marketers who want to be successful in reaching Hispanic customers? Well, again, learn about the customs. Learn about the values. Learn what Fix your customers from cultural perspective. Build a relationship by learning the language, but not necessarily in depth. Say, learning a language is a lifelong, you know, thing. You know, it's a very, it's not everybody is talented, but by learning lingually some basic words and expressions, you can build those relationships and then be in front of your customers as much as you can, help them to succeed, and they help you, They will help you to succeed in your business, just like with the example with the book. Provide with you to your population books so your community can, uh, members of your community can better jobs, become better, move up in organizations, etc. and they will remember that you were the entity who helped them to succeed. To recap... For those who are trying to reach Hispanic audiences, you suggest that they learn about the customs of that particular target audience, that they learn the lingua clicks, those particular language triggers that will help them develop a relationship, and to be in front of their customers as much as possible. As much as possible, just like big ones do, like Kraft and... uh, AT&T and small like me to succeed in America, people know what it is. Wonderful. Thank you, Nara, for joining us today. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Nara Venditti, Ph.D., founder and CEO of Succeed in America, who discussed marketing to Hispanics through educational resources. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your comments, suggestions, questions, or ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. 
That's editor at hispanicnpr.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.